0: This episode of Lightning Strikes Thrice is brought to you by our incredible patrons, patrons such as Guy White and Nathaniel. If you want to help us keep making the show like they do, you can visit pitchdrop.cash and contribute as little as a buck a month. We really appreciate it. listening to Lightning Strikes Thrice, the JRPG Games Club podcast that loves to drill baby drill. This is Season 9, Episode 6, covering the 3rd Laguna Flashback, D-District Prison, and Missile Base in Final Fantasy VIII for the PS1. I am your host, Matt Marcus, and my pronouns are he, him, and with me today is... Sybil Erna, she, her. And Alex McConnell, he, him. Welcome. All right, so what happened last time?
1: Well, the mission to assassinate the sorceress Idea threatened to go tits up when Renoir was in peril and the gate team was trapped in the Caraway Mansion. Squall and Irvine managed to save Renoir from the Iguions, apparently holding some good shit, mm-hmm. while Quistus and team escaped into the sewers and back to the gate just in time for the operation. Irvine nearly lost his shit but was cajoled to fire off a shot, which Idea blocked because nobody thought about anti-wizard bullets. Mm. Squall then squared off against Cypher who, despite living his romantic dream of simping for an older woman, was easily defeated by the party. This led to a showdown with Edea herself, who, after a bit of foreplay, went for deep penetration,
0: shoving an ice spear through our hero's chest. (laughs) And that takes us into uh, this week's episode, beginning of disc two.
2: yeah. So uh, we we go immediately into another Laguna flashback. Always a favorite for those that like good battle music. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have Laguna awakening in an extremely cottagecore house. It is very cozy. And uh, a little girl named Alone finds him and tells him a guy wearing funny clothes came to see him. And he's talking about Rain. Uh, a young woman who is Alone's guardian is the pub ne- in the pub next door. There is some dramas. they make their way over to the pub as monsters have been a regular threat to the town. Laguna chastens Alone for going outside on her own, saying the monsters will suck out all of her blood.
0: Yeah, uh, <laughs> like he's he's very like the, the thing I like about. Laguna in this flashback is that he is very good with alone. Like, yeah. In terms of like, he knows how to talk to a little kid. He's kind of a little kid himself.
2: Well, yeah, um, that's but, true. But,
0: but this bit is a little going hard, right? <laughs> so you're suck out all your blood, kid. Won't be much, but. Well, uh, I. will have a feast.
2: Uh, I mean, you gotta, you gotta explain that it's very severe in a, in a kid language, I guess. And sucking out all yeah. your blood is definitely something a kid would understand is not. Being like, a I, thing I don't
0: point. know. I don't think she has the fine motor skills to press the R2, L2, you know, if she gets into a battle within the three steps before the pub. <laughs> yeah, true.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, we're it's revealed that we are, are stuck in the town of Windhill, a small rustic village in the southern part of the Galbadia continent. A majority of the inhabitants of Windhill are enlisted in the Galbadian army during the Sorceress War, leaving the town with a population mostly of elderly people and children.
1: So, I just want to focus on this for a second. This is kind of trying to do something that... I guess these days, Prestige TV has done this maybe once or Mm -hmm. twice, but this is an interesting... Imagine if you have the end of a season on your favorite TV show... There's a giant cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. You have no idea what happens. And then you come back for the season premiere, and all of a sudden, you are just in an entirely different plot. Yeah. In an entirely different place you've never been before. Mm-hmm. In an entirely different town. And suddenly it's like, hey, so let's just give you all that backstory on what happened. Mm-hmm. And maybe we're not even going to be open about the fact that it's backstory. You showed up for. Atlanta season three, and all of a sudden
0: you're watching an episode of SNL. That's what just happened here. <laughs> At the very least, we know, like, if this were the first flashback, that would have been incredible because everyone yeah. would, would be so confused. Yeah, no, it really is trying to milk the drama of the end of disc one and try to stretch that yeah. for as long as possible. And also, it's a bit of a come down after, like, a lot of tension building beforehand. So it's kind of like, all right, let's calm shit down before Yeah. Before the next thing that we do in this game, they're
2: they're milking the question of is Squall dead for so long that the fandom still hasn't answered it fully. So,
0: uh huh, yeah, yeah, I don't I don't think it'll it'll ever be. No, they. have I think I forget if it was Katase who said like no, that's definitely not true. But like, yeah, yeah, you know, in our hearts, it's kind of true. <laughs> at least for some of us.
1: Look, people are people are getting on uh, Pyramid Head's dad this week about whether or not things he said are true or true. So you know, fan bases will always suck as long as you can engage with a creator.
0: had
2: a he had a dad. It, it just, uh, uh, Ito, it, yeah, the creator. About
1: that.
0: creator. Okay, I was like, what is his name? Like, Rhombus Head? Like, how, is, how far back is this People have go? just
1: jokingly referred to him as Pyramid Head's dad. Okay.
0: <laughs> I mean, maybe technically correct. But over in the pub, Rain scolds alone, and then Laguna for, like, running over with all the monsters around. And they both have, a, like, a little giggle to each other over that. Like, oh, oh, I got yelled at. So the man in the funny clothes turns out to be none other than Kiros. And through some conversation you can have with him, some of it optional, some of it not, uh, we learn that it has been a year since they left Sentra in the last flashback. Kyrus recovered fairly quickly in about a month and spent the rest of the time trying to find Laguna, which, I mean, again, with like the lack of communication across like broad parts of the, country, well, of the world, it makes sense that this took a little while. But it's kind of funny. It's like, oh, that's all you were doing? <laughs> Just happened to make your way to Windhill eventually.
1: It takes him longer to find him than you would in, like, the FF6 ruined world.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, literally 11 months looking for this dude. So when Laguna fell, he got all sorts of fucked up. He got, like, a broken everything. Probably including his skull when he whacked it on the rocks on the way down. But somehow he got picked up by the army. And he ended up in Winhill in Rain's care to recover, and that took him about six months to do. So he was like bedridden for a long time. So this this woman has had to do a lot for him, and who knows how much of it she actually signed up for. <laughs> uh, Ward is now currently working as a janitor in Dijershik Prison, and he never got his voice back, which is very sad. Apparently, you can just tell what he's thinking though by his facial expressions, which is. I mean, he must have some really complex facial expressions to make that work sometimes.
1: We gave him a whole extra ten polygons to work with. Oh, yeah. Oh.
0: That'll do it. Julia ha- ended up <laughs> yeah, just more articulation in the face. Star Fox face. Yeah. Oh, God. I hadn't thought wow, about Star wow, Fox wow, in a long time.
2: Wow, wow, wow. The mouth actually opens, but you
0: wish that it didn't. <laughs> God, that's so true. Why does your throat glow? Your lips should not be that stretchy. I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, Get that shit checked out. But anyway, Julia finished writing lyrics to her song and released it. And it's called... Well, they don't say it in, you know, the actual game, but it's Eyes on Me. We know this. And it became a huge smash hit. And apparently... She ended up marrying General Carraway after sharing her heartbreak with him over a soldier that left for war and never came back. And Laguna's, like, surprisingly chill about this. <laughs> he's just like, oh, that's too, you know, as long as she's happy. And, and, and Curious is like, aren't you, should you be bummed or something? Yeah. And it's like, eh. And then there's a third option in the menu that is grayed out. So this is definitely Squall's thoughts, so we know immediately he's not dead. <laughs> right there. It just says, like, dot, 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 where am I? And... If you select it, Laguna notes that the fairies are around and Kiraos is like, oh, yeah, I guess so. And then Laguna's like, we're going to kick a lot of ass now because I have like 500 more. <laughs> I have a, I have 3000 hit points now and like 100 more strength for no reason. That's cool.
2: It always he's happens. Yeah, it always happens when you fall off a cliff and have to be nursed back to help.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, the funny thing is like he's now like all juiced up for like the weakest monsters in the game. <laughs>
1: And as Matt mentioned, we are going to run around and help Kiros with the daily monster patrol, but every enemy here is a first-tier monster from Balum, Start-of-the-game enemies, so there's no threat whatsoever. There are Galbadia soldiers you can talk to in town, and if you want, there's a bit of lore to dive into. One of them mentions that Sorceress Adel, the ruler of Esthar, has been
0: capturing little girls. I did not find this guy until this playthrough, and I've been playing this game since, like, 1999. <laughs>
2: yeah, I don't, I don't think I've, I found them on this playthrough at all, either. That's interesting, though.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Congrats! So like, you're now Yuri adjacent enough to be taught into the Little Girl Capture Quest.
0: <laughs> oh, no! Oh, no! Rip. <laughs> uh, so, like, the thing is, this dude, like, when you get out of the pub, you see the bridge, and you're like, I'm gonna go down that bridge. Right, But that's not where the dude is. If you go to the right of the screen, there's another section where there's a guard like off in the corner. And there's like (laughs) a little there's a little ways down to go like to a boat where like the river is the river that goes underneath the bridge. (laughs) And it's that dude who mentions Sorcerer's Adel or Adele. And I had never gone to that side of the screen. Like I never really explored Windhill because you can get in and out of this part of the game in like five minutes if you like. Set yourself upright and just run straight to the plop. You know, flags. Right. But there's a couple other screens you can go to, and a bunch of houses you can go into for no reason. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't think I knew uh,
2: about going into the houses either. I mean, like, like, like we're saying, like every time you're at this point, in the uh-huh. hut, it's like squalls messed up, and you're like, okay like, out of game, I know that when yeah. I get through this memory, I will get back to the juicy thing that I I want to find yeah. out about. So you're just, yeah, like, I, I remember as a kid just beelining through this and being like, yeah, whatever. I don't, I don't know what's going on here. I don't care.
0: Yeah, I had the guide, so I'm like, let's just get through this. Right, right. And, th- yeah, there's like a like an old woman in a um, flower shop that you could talk to. There's of course there's the, the shopkeeper who really hates Laguna and will just basically say, Oh, you're recovered, now get the fuck out of our town. <laughs> Apparently, uh this person's also a big fan of Rain, but just really doesn't like him for whatever reason. So I'm the only one who went exploring then, huh? No, I I did too, but like this is like playthrough ten for me <laughs> in this section of the game, but I had never really gone the the sides the screen on the side where you see like The truck that like, or the carriage that like fell down a cliff and there's like a little like flower bed there. I had never been to that screen before Mm -hmm. in like 20 years of having played this game. I've never been to that screen prior to this run. So the thing is, there's just not a lot to find other than like a draw part or two.
1: You are a weak baby and the trail (laughs) series would eat you
0: alive. I would, you know what? You know what, I wouldn't finish a (laughs) single side quest or whatever in a Trails game, and you know what, I think I can live with that, (laughs) given what you've told me about the experience of doing so.
1: You haven't even discovered how they can hide side quests from you. Oh. Make sure you talk to the wandering musician, but without the person in the party who he finds hot, so he'll open up to you. Oh, boy. And you have to leave the final dungeon to do it, because he's not going to do it before you go in and trigger that plot flag. That's so dumb. That's like... Cold Steel 2, baby. Wow. God. <laughs> That's a lot.
0: <laughs> God, well that happened in Shadow Hearts Covenant too, right? Like, there was some... Like, yeah, it happens in a lot of games. It's just why? the trails will do it once per chapter. But, like, you have to, like, go to the dungeon, which, which if you're going to go to the dungeon, <clears throat> you're never going to leave. You're to finish the game. It's right there. You're already in it. Well, no, they do
1: tell you explicitly, hey, if you walk out of the dungeon, the whole place is going to reset itself mystery dungeon style. Oh, interesting. So maybe you want to do that to see that, and then you're going to realize, oh, it's dusk now instead of afternoon. Oh, everyone has a new thing. Oh, oh no. quest. <laughs> oh, fun. hmm Anyhow, on the way back, Kiros mentions that Laguna had a dream once of becoming a globe-trotting reporter. This hasn't come up at all, but thankfully Kiros is here to narrate the <laughs> character that we're talking about's life to him.
0: Oh, no, this came he up. This came he's... up in the conversation with Julia. I think that's if you don't pass out from the wine. Oh, if you okay. pass out from the wine, that conversation doesn't happen.
1: Yeah, that would be why I don't remember that.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so somebody picked up the Timber Maniacs.
1: Yeah, yeah. it Turns yeah. out that somebody wanted the ability to metagame.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, there's two of them. Is the thing you, you picked the wrong one. Well, how was I supposed to know which one's the wrong one? I'm the (laughs) first-timer. That's true. It's very funny that you ended up getting the one in the hotel room. So, Mm.
1: Kiro spoke to the chief editor at Timber Maniacs, who said they'd publish any article about world travel. Laguna, you should do something about that. It's a weird suggestion, given that Laguna hasn't really been traveling for a while. He's just been bedridden, but, you know, maybe Mm. this is the thing that'll change everything. Okay, mm-hmm. why not write about Windhill? Laguna says, that's that's a terrible idea. What happens to this idyllic town if it gets too much publicity? It becomes Twin Peaks. <laughs> oh, okay, sure. So then everyone's going to take rain away from you, huh? And Laguna just goes, oh, no, monster, see ya. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh, you know, when when you
2: get back to the pub to report your work, uh, the girls are upstairs having quote unquote girl talk. And uh, Caris pushes Laguna to eavesdrop. Alone is asking Rain if she's going to marry Uncle Laguna. And uh, Rain says, well, he sucks a lot, but he's literally the only marriable man in town. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, she, Which, she just like r- like rattles off like a bunch of like and like she's complaining so much that the text boxes are overlapping each other. <laughs>
2: <laughs> i mean t- to be I-, I mean fair like i, I yeah. like i like laguna a lot as a character but he is kind of adult
0: <laughs> god just imagine like having to sit down with him and talk about like i don't know doing your taxes oh oh no <laughs> like it'd just be like the i am worst.
1: trying to imagine dinner
0: conversation
1: with him on a date. No. Well, I
0: mean, we've seen that. He just runs his mouth and just talks endlessly because he doesn't know when to stop. Well, that's exactly it.
1: I'm trying to think. You're in a setting where he's trying to hold back and make a good first impression, Mm. and it's either going to be complete motor mouth or the kind of thing where he just looks dead ass at you and goes, did you once know that Victor Hugo threw a baseball through a dog? And you're like, what? What, what, what are we saying now?
0: <laughs> Those are his only two speeds. Mm, that's, yes. Uh, h- how fast do you have to throw a baseball to get it? You know what? I'm not going to follow that train of thought. <laughs> I'm just going to let that go. Look, when you've junctioned strength times four. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Yes, indeed. Yes, but actually, Rain does
2: like him. But she's worried that uh, with his career aspirations, he's going to leave her behind. So a little bit of drama in your subplot here. Uh, Laguna and Kyros eventually make their entrance. Laguna reports the number of monsters you killed on the patrol. Yeah, and hilariously, if you use the the ink, not none. Uh Or run from every encounter Lou uh, Luguna proudly claims that they killed zero monsters on their patrol uh-huh. and, and nothing changes either way.
0: <laughs> this would have been a case in retrospect, having seen so many other little bits where they change like a small thing, like I was surprised they didn't put a like We didn't do anything, and then Rain goes like, You didn't do shit, go back out there <laughs> yeah. or something
1: given this game's hilarious hilarious regular dick moves for things like this i actually went up into about three dozen because i expected that they were going to hide some kind of object or gf nope. or something behind this no no nope. apparently i completely wasted my time and doubled the length of this
0: entire interlude Oh no, <laughs> god imagine if the game had a gf hiding in here that would oh. have been Incredible I mean granted It, it would not
1: have been surprising. I
0: know Yes, that's totally true. Although the thing that wouldn't make sense is how would the GFs get back into you know, Squall's group because it's only gone one way so far. Or maybe they would have hid like one in Windhill, but you go there with Squall to find it. That's not the case. Yeah,
1: but- lot of lot of things that yeah. I have no idea about, so I'm just taking what the game has done to yeah. me so far. <laughs> Fair enough.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, That seems fair. So, like, outside the room, uh, Kiros asks again about leaving, and Laguna states his hesitation. They decide to take a nap to rest up before the patrol. Before taking to bed, Laguna has a moment where he admits that he is scared that he will wake up somewhere else, losing his new life that he is living, which is kind of ironic, given how we Mm. experience his life um (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) he prays that he will still be in windhill when he wakes up Kiros tells him you've changed man
0: So screen fades to black. And when we come back in, Zell is waking up and finds himself in a cell with Quista Selfie and Renoa. And Selfie's just like, oh, is the dream world again? How's Laguna doing? And he's like, I, I don't know. Uh, I was with Ward this time. And he was working in some sort of, you know, prison board out of his gourd. And Renoa asks Zell if this room looks familiar. Like it takes Zell way too long to figure out that like, this is the fucking place. <laughs> because, like, Rinoa uh, figures it out before Zelda's. He's like, doesn't he, does he work for the Galbadian army? Isn't this a prison? <laughs> what, what about this room? Does it look familiar? And it turns out, yes, this is the place where Ward works.
1: Does the prison janitor have to go in and clean the cells? A-
0: apparently.
1: <laughs> I mean... Right? Like, you know. It's just something I'd never thought about before. It's like, you, when the cells are in use, I, I figured that you usually make them do it, but this kind of implies that they're just making Ward walk around uh-huh. mutely and mop everything quietly, yeah. hating life. Yeah,
0: I mean, look, there's probably, like, a lot of blood from all the times the Wardens just beat the crap out of people, as we'll see later. So there's probably oh, something yeah. to be done. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pretty dark shit but they they are wondering aloud what happened to squall or irvine because both of them are mia and uh what's probably gonna happen to them and it's like because this is like we're gonna we're gonna get executed we tried to kill the capture the president and then tried to kill the sorceress like we're, we're dead as fuck y'all
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, to be fair, you know, you do a terrorism and the local authority oh. is not super down with it. No, it's not
0: great. Uh, the other silly thing about this scene is that every time Zell goes to talk to somebody, he plops down on the floor <laughs> to have like one line of dialogue. And then he gets up and then he does it again to the next person. It, it's real silly. I don't know why he had to sit down.
2: He's got to get his squats in.
0: Oh, that's fair. Yeah.
2: Hmm.
0: Never skip one hmm. day.
2: Right. Yeah, even when you're in
1: prison. Maybe especially when you're in especially prison. Especially when you're in prison. <laughs> that, yeah, that tracks. Meanwhile, Squall finds himself waking up in a solitary holding cell. He takes stock of his day. Okay. tacked a sorceress. Uh, took an icicle to the chest. Mm-hmm. There doesn't appear to be a hole in me. Hmm, okay. That's weird. Uh, Cypher was there. Cypher sucked. Mm-hmm. Oh, nope. Sorry, lost a lot of blood, and he falls over. We see his holding cell get picked up by an auto crane and brought up a long shaft. A group of prison wardens re-enter the original cell, with our other party members in it, talking about, we're torturing your friend. Zell gives one of them, who is only referred to as Mean Guy, some lip, and the wardens proceed to kick the shit out of him. Lake Day has done him no good. After they've had their fill, the mean guy asks, which one's Reen And they're like, well, there's only two ladies and only one of us has black hair. Do you not have a description? But she mm-hmm. speaks up and is escorted out of the cell.
0: Yeah, like, this bit has gotten more uncomfortable as I've gotten older. Like, the part I was like, oh, that sucks. They're, like, kicking it real bad. I'm like, actually, that would hurt a fucking lot. Like, they really kicked the shit out of him but it's like the sound effects are so weak that it doesn't really have the same impact. Yeah. Yeah. But it's
2: like, Oh, Zell always getting into silly scrapes sort of. Yeah. (laughs) It just
0: is like, Oh, he's the hothead. Of course the, he's going to get on the, the dude's bad side. And it's like, dude, they've got guns on you, which apparently now can kill you as opposed to in battle, uh, which can barely, you know, hurt you at all. Uh, So he can't fight. because We're in the dream world now. Oh what? right, yeah. Oh oh yeah, yeah, that's right. He lost all his junctions. They're all they're all with war. We're
1: in, we're in the death dream world now. Therefore everyone uh-huh. can be hurt by bullets. Mm-hmm. So Squall
2: collapses again as the carrier halts to a stop and Cypher enters and calls Squall pitiful. You know, he he's gotta get it in in cutscenes since he can't get it in in gameplay. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> Squall tries to stand up but isn't able to keep his balance Cypher grabs him takes a good look at his face then single-handedly tosses him back onto the bed and orders some furry things uh, to take Squall away yeah they're, they're like they're
0: like weird little like ewok type things almost aren't yeah. they? like, uh, they're like they're like mountain lions I guess, like, it, like yeah, if you took true. mountain lions and put them in kingdom hearts, it's that's just, what they look like. They make like a weird little scene. They're like, the like the lamin- humans are weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like what if a puma were a teddy bear? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes, that's it.
2: And, uh, you know, it's it's just kind of like, well, Final Fantasy, I guess. So, <laughs> but uh, Squall is now chained up and uh, T-posing to assert dominance. <laughs> Ironically. <laughs> <laughs> you do what you can to resist in prison, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, look, yeah. Look, it's not hard to assert dominance
0: over Cypher. <laughs> That's tr- I mean, look, he's literally looking down on him in this scene. It, indeed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Cypher says, yep, I'm going
2: to torture you for some information now. Tell me what seed is. Adea demands to know, and Squall replies, don't you already know that? But Cypher replies that he is not a seed and that there must be some secret that is told to you once you graduate. Mm-hmm. And uh, Squall just says, "There, there isn't any secret meaning, sorry, man. So uh, Cypher tells the warden
1: to, you know, give him the electrocution business. I okay. So I know we don't know much about how sorceresses come about, but mm-hmm. what why is she so out of touch that she thinks when you graduate they reveal secrets of the world to you? Do they do that at Witch College? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. I I mean, like, it, even by the
2: standard of like while being freakishly good at mercenary things, he's still basically just a grunt. Like, I don't know why they would tell him
0: crap. Yeah, it's all need-to-know basis stuff.
1: It's like me asking the guy who went to basic training, so what's the secret? Where's Area 51?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what information... Like, the only thing about... Well, because the thing is, are the people that graduate from Trabia Garden also seeds? I don't know. Because we don't really talk about Galbadian seeds. That's not a thing, even though they're from a garden. They just joined the army. But Seed is only Balam Garden. Okay, yeah. So, like, everyone knows that the thing Balam Garden does is guardian forces. So that's the secret. You take away the guardian forces. You completely, or, like, you know, you find some way to do that. You completely neuter any threat that seed has to you so you and cypher has had gfs on him we at least i put some on him when he was in our team oh wait did i No, you can i i don't think i did but you can because you have two at that point yeah, conveniently
2: so like, because of how the secret works you never yeah. remember
0: the secret oh that's true You completely <laughs> forgot <laughs> It's been so long since the last time he, he junctioned a GF. You gotta, he you just gotta totally... remember to take off those junctions, man. You, you're you're no gonna forget. That, that face <laughs> went <they're> into GF. <sighs> but, anyway, Cypher says that if Squall doesn't give up the secret that others will, and he mentions the instructor, that messenger girl, or that chicken wuss, he, he won't last three seconds, which is totally true. <laughs> I mean, you would think that, like, mercenaries would have some kind of training in how to resist torture, but you know what? Let's not make assumptions with these, this group of mercenaries. Once
1: again, given what we saw of their schooling, it's go out to the nature preserve with a teacher mm-hmm. and fight a T-Rex and an elemental spirit mm-hmm. so we could jam one of them inside of you. Imagine if they had done that in the reverse order. You accidentally made a contract with the T-Rex.
0: God, I would, it'd be really funny if you could summon a T-Rex. That would have ruled. It would, it would be really sick if you could summon (laughs) a T-Rex. But then Cypher is like, he's really high in his own supply right now, which feels really silly considering that he did shit. (laughs) Right? He's like, how did I look like, how did I look in my moment of triumph? And it's like, you mean when I beat your ass? Uh, But, uh, I mean, maybe that is his moment of triumph. Maybe he's a masochist. I don't know. <laughs> but he's finally made it as a sorceress's knight, which Squall pieces together to be his romantic dream that he keeps talking about, but not actually explaining what it is to anybody. And Squall's like, really? Like, you're the sorceress's knight, but all you've really become was, and then he says aloud, a torturer, and then passes out. <clears throat> And then Cypher just wants to keep monologuing, uh, even though the dude's not <laughs> hearing him at all. And just says, uh, this is the scene where you swear your undying hatred for me. The tale of the evil mercenary versus the sorceress's knight. The fun has just started, Squall. And it's like, okay, dude, whatever. Big delusion time.
1: hmm I'm trying to figure out if we are supposed to take Cypher seriously as some sort of second-in-command rival. Or if he is actually just
0: this pathetic. I always read him as pathetic because you don't really... You see him, like, order commands, but you don't see him do anything that feels like it warrants him being in a position over an experienced group of soldiers in an army, right? Like, the only thing... like. All we know of uh, like of his situation is that uh he fancies himself a leader and is really just playing huge second fiddle to Adea but Adea's like listen i guess they she tells the army just listen to what he does and that's that's all you need to do but yeah no i've never i've never gotten a sense of cipher being like in control of much in the sense of like as a character
1: well i'm also just not knowing, is he going to be a guy who we're dealing with all game, him and Adea Or am I just supposed to be, oh, this is a comedy scene every time he shows up? Because so far he has flunked out of high school for the fourth time like he's Van Wilder. Uh-huh. Gotten dissed on by his two flunkies, one of whom barely speaks. Also, I don't know if they're dead after this episode, so that's a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and now he's shown up, got his ass beat and is walking around talking like he's hot shit in a way that is completely at odds with anything he's
0: doing (laughs) for a woman who we've seen has actual power. Yeah, I I think this would have worked better if you fought Cypher and maybe he you fight him like straight up the first time and you still win. And then Aidea is like, I'm gonna give you a big ass buff. So here you go. And then Cypher kicks your ass in like a required loss or something. Or maybe the same way the Adea fight goes out. Cause then you're like, all right, he thinks he's hot shit because he beat you, but he needed the sources' as help to be of any real threat. So really he isn't shit, but he thinks he is. Like that would make more sense in this moment.
1: Yeah, I haven't seen him do anything other than give us a scar once.
0: Yeah yeah no he's he's done i mean he's killed a few galbadian- sh- soldiers and he helped us kill a snake, but you know that's that's hey, it we sneezed and killed a few Galbadian soldiers God, they're so <laughs> weak, they're so incredibly weak, and like spoilers, most of the enemies you fight in this section of the game are all Galbadian soldiers like yeah. there's a, only a handful of exceptions we're depowered. And we're
1: accidentally putting a fist through guys like we're Superman. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Doesn't speak highly of uh, the, you know, Galbadia's. I mean, no, no wonder they got absolutely destroyed by Esthar, right? <laughs>
1: this, really. the, the geopolitics of this world make me want to scream as I try to piece them together blindly. Is all I'm going to say. <laughs> because, okay, sure. We have the child soldier cyber new type academy, great, whatever, but at least we're seeing results. Our graduates can mm-hmm. do some things. Galbadia is just making a bunch of tin soldiers who you can get five of for a dime, and they might even be worth the cost of half a soda if you use them correctly and give them rifles and keep them away from where they can take a single bit of damage. hmm if we throw a rock at them, we could probably take out two, and I think it only has to hit
0: one guy to knock both over. So, so, Sybil, would you say this is an example of ludonarrative dissonance? I will throw a <laughs> rock at you. <laughs> Back
1: in the larger cell, the group cell, the seeds have absolutely no idea what to do next. Uh, selfie. Sensibly, tries to cast Cure on Zell, but it does nothing because we find out there is an anti magic barrier in the building. Uh, one of the furries walks in again and tries to deliver food, tripping and falling, prompting Mean Guy to come in and kick it in the face. Zell stops this, and Mean Guy walks off, saying to the guy on the ground, already bloody, You'll regret that. What more are you going to do to him? <laughs> We cut back to Squall because we really don't have anything else to do during this segment since we can't walk around. Mm. So he is being interrogated by Cypher again. This is straight up revolver ocelot territory now. And a guard walks in and tells us the missiles targeting the garden are ready to launch. Cypher then decides to explain this to us because this means nothing to Squall or the player. Balam Garden is going to be destroyed for training seeds who opposed the sorceress. On Adea's orders, of course, because she's now the ruler. Cypher says, This is terrible. I grew up there. But orders are orders. And then says, after its destruction, they're gonna have to hunt down anyone who's in the field. He's really into this. And once again, still not sure what of
0: what the read on this guy is. I think you're supposed to take him seriously. You're supposed to hate this guy. I mean, he's torturing you right now. <laughs> like, I mean, this is where you, of course, insert the uh, the revolver ocelot joke, where it's like you have to mash square because if you uh, if you submit to the torture, uh, Renoa dies, uh, and if you <laughs> and then you end up running off into the sunset with Zell.
1: God, do you know how amazing it would be if I could just lose a party member to a mini game like that in this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, that, it would certainly would str- build some stakes. Yeah. And that would straight up be an actual interesting inversion of the constant, whoops, you missed a GF, whoops, you missed a GF, whoops, you lost a party member. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, we've just been told, hey, they're going to bomb the place you spent most of disc one. And I don't feel anything about that because all of the named characters have
0: left. Mm -hmm.
1: And if this guy is the one leading the hunt,
0: there are no danger. Well, the thing is, he's not the one programming the missiles. So, at the very least, there's, like, competent people below him (laughs) that are actually doing things. At least, competent engineers. I was going to say, I don't know that. The most people I've seen so far are Warden and Mean Guy, who
1: didn't get a name.
0: Yeah, the only thing we know about Galbadia to this point of, like, what they're capable of is when they took over Timber and occupied it. Which, I mean, seeing what Timber is, that we... Could be not very hard. I don't know. Uh,
1: I saw what Renoir and the Resistance looked like, which makes me think that (laughs) no, it was not a challenge.
0: Yeah, no, they they are the joke of the Resistance groups, that's for sure. But then again, all the other ones are inactive, so who knows?
1: Politics of this world infuriate me. Maybe there will be some (laughs) Rosetta Stone later that makes this sane. Maybe it's Laguna. Maybe (laughs) Laguna is the reason. He spread his weird, dumbass seed around, and everyone Mm -hmm. came out wrong. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, It's it's funny you mention a Rosetta Stone, because you can get a Rosetta Stone in this part of the game. I will talk about it later.
1: Okay. (laughs) Cypher leaves and tells the Warden to finish the interrogation, and... Like everyone in Galbadia who has just seen you slaughter his comrades by the dozens, the guy's like, "Eh now I'm the one who's got the torture device. Eh Apparently the warden is Adam Sandler in my head, so (laughs) there's that. But Squall is given the option to try and goad him into letting you die or lie to him so you can live. If you choose to die, Squall tells the warden his breath stinks.
0: Yeah, and I think if you choose to... I mean, I've... I've chosen to lie like once just to see what happens. I I didn't look it up this time, but it's like he gives some false answers to what seed is. He just like throws something out there, but he still gets tortured to pass out anyway because the warden doesn't believe him. Yeah,
1: I I chose just let me die because of course I did,
0: knowing that this was a JRPG
1: and we were not going to kill off the main character, but I wanted to see how we rode our way out of it.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the seeds in the group cell talk about what they want to do now that they have this creature here. And uh, we, we find out later that they're called Moombas. I forget where in game it tells you this, because I've just known this for so long that it's just in my brain, but they're called Moombas. I had them down as Moomins in my notes. I don't know where I got that. <laughs> now that would be a crossover. <laughs> uh, But like, Sophie makes a joke of like, Hey, let's, let's get it and eat it. And. You know, this is selfies like six sets of humor coming out again, uh, which has come up time and t- time to time. And uh, the Moomba is like really freaked out by this and taking it seriously. It's like, no, just, we're not going to do that. Well, that wouldn't solve our problem. Like, you're not going to wear a moomba like a skin and get out of here. <laughs> but either way, without being able to use their magic or without their weapons, they are likely to be stuck in this prison and also tortured for information that they also don't have. But. Zell then realizes that he doesn't need any weapons because he just punches people in the face with his fists. And again, Zell very slow on the uptake here. What? They can't take my weapons? I'm the weapon! Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. I mean, like, technically the weapons are the gloves that he puts on his hands, but like, really, I mean, he's, he's a monk, he punches things. So they decide to do another Metal Gear Solid thing and pretend to be sick so that the guard comes in. Uh, they're like, oh, no, the girls got bitten by a poisonous snake. And a single guard goes in and just gets beat up and knocked out. And Zell's like, "I, right, you, you two stay here. I'm going to go out by myself with this Moomba and go pick up our weapons.
1: I have to hand it to Squaresoft. They're very good about if you have the unarmed character, get locked in prison. We're not going to make you not use them. This Mm -hmm. is two games now where it's come up, and it's an incredibly pleasant surprise every time. Mm -hmm. It's (laughs) Chrono Trigger, if you
0: don't know the other. Oh, I haven't... I forget if I played that far into that game to get to that section.
1: You are captured on an airship, Mm. and if you have... Most parties, you will have to do a stealth sequence until you find the first chest that Mm -hmm. has someone's weapon. Mm. If you have Ayla, the cavewoman in the party, she can just start beating on
0: dudes solo. Yeah, because she just uses her claws or fists or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Uh, So the first time we get out of the cell here, uh, we find out that the prison is made up of almost entirely out of these circular floors that are impossible to tell apart from each other. It's literally the same screen minus one very small difference that uh, I will complain about later. (laughs) 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 Um, And, you know, the problem is there's like 12 of these floors and you have to go up and down it a whole bunch. And there's going to be random battles uh, while this happens too. Yeah. 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 And the the thing that's like gives like the most insult to injury here is that the stairwell, the up and the down stairwell are right next to each other on the screen. But there's like a little barrier, a little shin-high barrier that you can barely tell is there that is blocking you and forces you to go all the way around every time. And it just sucks a ton of ass.
2: It's it's a lot of running through the same space and getting yep. the same fights yeah over and over again i don't think there's even anything it's not like there's anything really to draw even like all
0: no. mechanically
2: it's even kind of monotonous like if the game was like just auto generating these floors forever you'd just be trapped in digital hell like <laughs> yeah
0: no, Like, the fights, like, some of the fights don't even make sense. Like, one of them is against, like, these bird creatures that just hang out outside of, like, you probably run into on the way over to Galbadia Garden. And it's Mm -hmm. like, what are these doing here? A couple of the enemies are, like, these mechanical, like, looks like power suit looking dudes. And Mm -hmm. those at least look neat. Uh, And they have a little bit more HP. But, again, you just beat the shit out of them. Uh, And they're weak to lightning because they're machines.
2: It makes sense. So uh one floor up, uh the guards are inspecting the weapons in the middle of the hallway for, for some reason. I mean for video game reasons, I guess.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Um <laughs> and, and uh you know Zell beats him up solo and grabs all the weapons. Uh mm-hmm. meanwhile, uh Squall wakes up and is released from his torture uh uh wall. Um and mm-hmm. oh and, and he's released by three Moombas who shout out Laguna at him like they're Pokemon.
0: With like a squeaky toy sound. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's the that's thing right, that yeah. makes it like extra silly is that every time they speak, I mean, they're basically like Pokemon in that they say very few things, but mm-hmm. I mean, they do say sentences a little later, but for the most part, they're just shouting Laguna, but also with a squeaky toy noise. <laughs> yes.
2: So we go cut back to Zell He's given the team their weapons. And uh, one of the goofiest things in the game happens here, uh, which is that each character gets their little power-up pose, including the Moomba, who uh-huh. are now to either side. They, I'm, I mean, they just want to feel like they're part of the group, you know? So, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And like, They
0: are part...
1: no sillier than Zell. That's, 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 fair. True. that's fair. That's true.
0: <laughs> the thing that I... I mean, like, granted, you know, Zell stood up for him or it. Uh, So, like, I guess that's totally fair that it's like, oh, you're my friend now. But also part of me thinks, like, do all these Moombas have, like, telepathy where they're like, oh, we want to help these people now. Let's help all of them because they all start being helpful at the same time in a way that's not very well explained besides this one Well, we do find out something later about why they're helping Squall, but this is, like, (laughs) much later in a side quest.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I was just figuring they could smell the Laguna or Dreamcrap on you, because you just woke up from that. Is that not it?
0: Um, that's something like that. Okay. Yeah, They, they they (laughs) they can smell a connection, but we don't know why or how. Yeah.
1: It, it's funnier because we said that Zell body-jacked Ward, who worked at this prison, yep. and none of that information will help him, nor is that the reason that the Moombas are helping us.
0: Well, it helps Zell work the crane later. Uh, which is funny, okay. because why would the janitor be working the crane? <laughs> you yeah, know, moving prisoners it- around. Who <laughs> wears a lot of hats.
1: Everything about this place, I have two reasons. One, they're going to make him clean up the solitary cell. Mm, Two, nobody here is competent. No. Everyone went to lunch and made the janitor do his job. Mm -hmm, mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) But uh, after the party gears up, Mean Guy comes back and he's brought with him two very familiar faces as Muscle.
1: Our old pals. Mm -hmm. Biggs and Wedge so Biggs is pretty pissed off that he's run into these same guys that got him demoted from major to lieutenant I can smell a running gag here because there are still many ranks to go Mm -hmm. (laughs) and the boss fight is basically the same as the first because recurring comedy characters however you should draw two incredibly useful spells from them Mm -hmm. haste Obviously, one of the most powerful buffs in the game. So good. Yeah. There's never a single game in which more turns is not better. Mm-hmm. And regen, a very strong life magic for HP junctioning if you
0: want to build yourself up into a tank.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: The funny thing with haste is that because it's haste, you can draw cast it on yourself in this battle to make the drawing go faster. And so that makes mm. it a lot more fun, <laughs> especially when you have I the didn't three think times spent. Yeah, yeah, because that's what I that's what I do in this fight is I like I draw cast it on my party and they just keep drawing over and over and over again. And then mm-hmm. you throw on the three times just to, you know, make it go even faster. So it's not super tedious because it's really hard to find haste in the game. Yeah. There's very few places to get it. And having like your stock of a hundred hastes that you're gonna use for the rest of the game right now is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Little tedious though, especially in the OG.
1: Oh, a word? Something about the systems in Final Fantasy VIII is a little tedious. Uh-huh. <laughs> be Well. <laughs> so yeah, Biggs and Wedge, not really much of a boss fight. They're basically just here as a roadblock to let you know that, yes, combat will be returning to this game. Afterwards, the Moombas direct Zell and team to head upwards, continuing to shout Laguna like it is their name. And an alarm goes off, so random battles have turned on. You're free to run about the prison. Different cells can be entered. Some have draw points. Others have save points. A couple have prisoners, one of whom is a shop, and both of whom will play cards with you. The real important things.
0: Uh-huh. The <laughs> funny thing is, like, you talk to them, it's like, yeah, one of them, it's like, yeah, I'm not going to try to bust out. I know better than that. <laughs> like, I'm going to get killed. The weirdest one is that there's a guy who will play cards with you if you pay him. And Ooh. the thing is... On top of that, the rewards he gives you are there's a there's an RNG seed set of rewards that you can get from him. And one like basically the best thing you can get out of the guy is a Rosetta Stone, which is a super good GF item because it gives any GF the ability times four skill. So you can, mm-hmm. so, um you know, put on four buffs on any character well, on the character that has that GF. And there's like five of them in the entire game. So this is like one. This is the only farmable one for one thing. Mm -hmm. But the technique to do it is so ridiculously difficult to pull off because what you have to do in order to do that is you start up the game so that the seed is back to, you know, number one at the closest save point. You run around the circle talk to the dude, and then I think you have to challenge him and then cancel like 45 times to to increment the seed by one. And then you have to play him and then you have to win. And I've tried to do this. I managed to pull it off one time. I like trying it for like a couple of hours because I was curious if it could be done. Because remember, each step when you're walking moves the RNG seed up one. So you have to be precise in your running up to the guy in order to even get the count right and it is it is a silly thing that people who are like really into like absolutely ruining this game will do but like you you do not need to do this but i just think it's interesting that it's in there
2: yeah that's that's the thing
1: uh, I'm upset <laughs> again.
0: <laughs> I think the idea is like, okay, you play this dude and you get a random reward and sometimes it's a potion and sometimes it's a, you know, a super rare, super useful item, uh, but you won't know what it is unless you play him and like, man, you, you can't go back to this dungeon later. This is the only time you're going to be here. So this is, a, <laughs> they built this in for like very, <laughs> very little reason.
2: Trying to figure that out as, as a kid would be infuriating like imagine if like it's your second time through you you go to do the thing with the guy he gives you the super rare thing you're like oh oh how how did i do that Uh uh-huh how how, you couldn't recreate it that'd be oh man so annoying
0: yeah and like or like god forbid you forgot to save or you're like your mom walks in and turns off just hits the power button and then you're like yeah and then you try to go do it again and it's just absolutely impossible uh yeah yeah, that's oh, kind of no what way. happens here.
2: Cool. Good stuff. Thanks, Squaresoft. Um, but uh, yeah, so so uh, when when they all get to the top, they meet up with Squall, who is a little worse for wear, but, um, you know, doesn't have a hole in his chest. So comparatively speaking, it's, mm-hmm. it's good for battle, right? So uh, he gets his gunblade back, and now it is time for the escape for reals. And the three Moombas in the room uh, do give you the option to remove the barriers on one of the three floors so that you can skip running around the circle. There really isn't much of a right choice as far as that goes. Just whatever you prefer.
0: And the thing is, you're going to forget which one you picked. So you're just going to test every <laughs> right. single floor anyway, because you can't. It's very hard to visually see where the barrier is up and down because it's a very small thing.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm, pro- I'm, like- I'm
0: probably going to turn it into the episode art somehow, just because it's like yeah, just two big middle fingers to this fucking like tiny ass gate. <laughs> it's <laughs> literally like the size of something that would keep a child out of a room.
2: Oh, yeah. It's like a baby. Uh, yeah. Baby barrier, <laughs> whatever you call those.
1: Yeah. It feels like there was supposed to be a force field there that nobody added to the art.
2: Ah, yes. Yeah, actually, yeah. It's an invisible force field to Uh to make make them look a little less goofy. Mm -hmm. So uh, the seeds decide uh, to take the crane transport to the bottom in order to escape But one person has to be left behind to run it from the control room. And as we kind of alluded to before, it's Zell that's picked because of his his connection to uh, our friend the janitor. And uh, after riding to the first floor, uh, the seeds try to open it onto the exit. But behind the door is just a giant wall of sand.
0: And, like, Squall almost gets got here. Like, he runs away from the door before it bursts, but, like, it was going to, like, crush him for a second if he didn't move fast enough.
2: Yeah. So, uh, meanwhile, the guards have tracked down Zell, who is running away, and after he exits the the screen, he's about to be summarily executed uh, by a warden before Squall swoops in from a higher floor, question mark, somehow. Um, Uh And saves him with a dramatic jump slash. And Zell is, of course, very thankful for his teleport heroics or something. I don't know.
1: It was somewhere around here that I started wondering if, now that we're running into wardens, we weren't going to get the reveal that Ward has become the warden.
2: (laughs) He's He's the the king King of the
1: wardens. (laughs) Hey <laughs> the
2: is the God.
0: Uh, that guy just died sometime I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I I mean, I don't know if that pun works as well in Japanese is the thing. Uh cuz there are there are tons of I just learned about a Japanese pun for a later part of the game that I will save till then, but like yeah, that that would be really silly. <laughs> we don't run into ward here. Okay. Yeah. Also, like, the animation they give Zell, like, begging, or, like, you know, thanking Squall, and Squall be like, uh, he, like, whacks him on the head with, like, the butt of his gunblade, which is kind of cute, but it's also, like, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. a bit silly in this moment. Because immediately afterwards, they get pinned down by gunfire, and it looks like they are stuck before a dramatic cutaway reintroduces Irvine, who is here to save their asses with the power of bullets. yeah. And He's trying to act all cool, like walking down the stairs all badass. But Renoa just like knows he's a chump and just like kicks him down the stairs. <laughs> and when he tries to say, oh, yeah, you know, I busted in and saved her. She was in a lot of danger. Renoa keeps interrupting on top of it, being like, no, I was fine. I am the general's daughter. They weren't going to do anything to me. Basically, we find out that Irvine probably just murdered a few dudes for no good reason, just because he wanted to look cool. <laughs> Which tracks
1: good stuff. He's going to get in points with the other army, though.
0: That's true. Although it it is funny to think that since he grew up in Galbania Garden, he might have killed some of his former classmates, you know, for on a lark. Again, look,
1: Cypher got promoted for doing that.
0: Oh, that's true. It's true. Yeah,
1: accurate. Mm -hmm. That's how you you get ahead in the sorceress's
0: regime. (laughs) You just got to change armies every two years, it's just like jobs.
1: I need the shittiest backstabbers, never-do-wells, and absolute fuck-ups to command my troops. (laughs) Alpha, find me five teens with mental health
0: issues. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They certainly have attitude, that's for sure. Uh, But, anyway... The gunfire starts back up and Irvine tells him that, uh, oh, hey, by the way, this place is buried in the ground. So you need to go up. So you went the wrong way, fam. And I'm going to uh, hold off the other guys with guns uh, with two other party members to support, I guess, for moral support, Uh, (laughs) because they they don't have guns. So Squall, and Quistis head up. And after you go up one floor, you switch parties again, which Drives me insane as someone who just wants to go back and like switch your junctions every time. There's just too much perspective and party shifting in a very small window of time here. It's kind of annoying. This dungeon
1: is very annoying because of all the reuse
0: already. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The thing is, this is even dumber because they're going up. They know up is escape. But then... Selfie's like, well, we could take the crane up if they're going to be there where the crane arm you know, control is. Let's just ride that up. So let's go down instead <laughs> so we could use those gates we unlocked, that Squall unlocked, not knowing that any of this is happening. <laughs> anyway, so when Squall and Renault and Quistus head to the top, they discover that the prison is made up of three enormous drill structures, like comically large drills. Like they kind of look like crash bombs from Mega Man, but like hmm. enormous. But they are in the middle of the desert and these three structures are connected by suspended bridges and they are currently several stories above the desert floor. Uh so um they can't leave yet. Once again
1: with my FF6 comparisons from earlier, we are in shitty Figaro. <laughs> 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 Is, yeah,
0: I had not thought of that, and yeah, that makes yeah, that's exactly what happens here. Uh, but then we get into a boss fight with two mechs and a G commander.
2: Yeah, and, and if you've been running around with Encounter Nun on, then you'll have likely run into the GIMs before. Their big threat is micro missiles, uh, which reduce your health by fifty percent. The uh, micro missiles being uh, a blue magic that Quistus can learn and is super useful for getting enemies into pokeball hp range for the card battle command stuff Mm -hmm.
0: if you're doing like the low level or like no level runs like micro missiles is like the most useful skill in the game next to card because every Mm -hmm. battle that you actually want to get ap in you just you know that isn't a boss fight you end up doing Magic missile, magic missile, card, magic or micro missile, micro missile card, like over and over and over again, <laughs> except yeah. except for human enemies, because human enemies can't be carded, ironically. Uh, but <laughs> they the only way to kill them without getting uh, experience is to uh, turn them into stone, which is funny. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I used in my no level run. I used micro missiles all the time. Like Quistis was never not in crisis range. Yeah, that that sounds like a pretty tense run. Yeah, it got a little... There's a couple spots where it got a little annoying because they would just keep knocking her out. And it's like, I don't have a million Phoenix Downs and they're kind of expensive early game. <clears throat> but at that point, you know, the early, early game, you know, you can, you can earn a little bit of experience without leveling up. But, you know, mid-game, you end up abusing this a lot.
2: Right on. So... Uh, the the commander will buff the robots, including using Aura to allow more micro-missiles. Nobody is particularly tanky, so this is not a super challenging fight. You can get through it pretty quick. Mm-hmm. So since they can't escape from the top either at this moment, uh, Squall and crew head back uh, again. They hear a call from Zell to uh, pull the crane, uh, pull up the crane arm, uh, which they do. When you head back up and try to cross the bridge, uh, the slats start collapsing as the drills begin to move and bury the structures back into the ground. Uh, Squall is left hanging, and you have to shimmy him. Uh, to the right before it is engulfed in the sandstorm and he dies you can game over here so i guess this is as Mm -hmm. close to uh losing a party member on a mini game as you're gonna get Uh
0: that's happened to me before where it's like i got all the way over in time but then like i accidentally like hit the opposite direction on the control pad for a second Mm -hmm. and i just just outside the range and i died I've actually heard some people say that, oh, you don't actually have to move at all. I'm like, no, you definitely die. I tested this. The annoying thing about this really is that you would have to do the boss battle again, which if you weren't like saving a lot or know this was coming up, it didn't go back to save a couple of times. uh, You could end up running a whole lot of this, like including the cutscenes and whatnot with like Irvine and stuff. If you happen to die here, which is kind of annoying as hell. Yeah. Yeah. And and the thing that doesn't make sense here at all is that if you have people who are escaping your prison, why would you make it easier for them to leave by burying the prison again? <laughs> because they can't leave from the top. They can't leave from the bottom. They're stuck. I don't know. They just decided to do that. Once again, the sorceress
1: has a fleet full of fuck-ups as her armada. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: But after all the dust settles, everyone is okay, and apparently just hanging out and being real chill, and there's gentle music on again. And that makes no sense, because they're still in a prison with two other sections full of Galbadian soldiers. I don't know why they're not coming out to fight them. Who who knows? Scene's over. They're done. They're moving on. And coincidentally, to help them get there, uh, there are two trucks that they're just going to steal and drive away. Uh, and all the girls decide to go in the yellow one. So. After leaving the base, uh, Selfie makes the whole group pull over at a crossroads because Renoa told them about the missiles and she heard it from Irvine. Irvine heard that they are going to attack both gardens. Like We only knew they were going to attack Balam Garden from what Cypher told Squall. And Squall didn't say anything other than we need to go back to Balam to save everyone there. So Selfie is, of course... Very animated, trying to say, okay, we no, we need to go stop these missiles. The missile base is right over there. We should go that way. And Squall's like, no, we got to go back to Ballab Garden. And as they are discussing this in the distance, we see the missiles launch. And Irvine quietly says that they were going to target Trabia Garden first. And Uh Selfie clearly, you know, feeling pretty terrible, just kind of collapses to the ground. So now everyone turns to Squall and says, well, you're the leader. What are we going to do here? We're going to split into two teams. Selfie is still really wants to go to the missile base to try to thwart the next launch of missiles. And Squall is still like, we need to go back and report this. We can't let this surprise them in case we fail. So everyone just like Squall, you make a decision. And Squall's like, who who died and made me leader? And it's like literally everyone. Literally everyone has been making you leader. This has been the whole thing the whole time. <laughs> this is not new. the only time you weren't leader. Was it during your seed exam?
1: And look what that got us. Right. <laughs>
0: exactly. Uh, so Squall gets to choose who goes on which mission, and the only thing that really matters here is where you put Renoa because she can be. She even says, up, you know, straight up, I'll go with either team. I don't care, but. You do get some different things that happen depending on whether or not she goes on the missile base or to Garden. Uh Which one did y'all do? Uh, I think I sent her to the missile base this last time. Mm-hmm. I had her join Squall's party. Yeah, I I did the sending her to Balm too this time. I've done both. Once the parties are set, uh, Squall and Squad sneak onto a train and... It pulls away, leaving a guard as it, you know, who is running after the train as if he's Watts. So we're doing that gag again. Don't know why, but depending, this game keeps going for slapstick. It's so bizarre. And the funny thing is, depending on who's on the train, they have different comments about this guy. Reno like, oh, I hope he didn't get hurt. Why? I, he's the enemy. I don't get it. Quistis is just like, oh, just give up already. Uh, I think Zell's like, man, you're trying too hard. <laughs> it's a nice little flavor. Yeah,
1: I, again, this is why I can't tell what Cypher is supposed to be, because we just had the revelation that we're starting international war. Yep. And now we have a comedy pratfall.
0: It's really all over the place with the tone. That's totally true. I mean, like, remember, in the middle of... This prison segment where you're getting tortured, like, you also have like the anime power-up scene with the weapons. And you have Moombas. Like, there's just yeah. it's not picking a lane.
1: I, I'm just saying that I I keep trying to think of what would be the most ludicrous angle to take this at. And I can't I can't make a guess. Uh I don't know. We're just going to have a sudden arc in the middle of the game where everyone is chibi versions of themselves in mascot costumes as a stealth section. Why are you making that face?
0: (laughs) I'm just, I'm putting that down on the, uh, I will come back to this later. (laughs) Fucking. No, no, I'm just, I'm just playing with you. Okay. okay. It'd be really funny if that were true though. (sighs) Ugh.
1: It wouldn't be surprising. Look, I just had that as a bonus mission in Super Robot Wars, but three of my characters were locked as chibis and couldn't pilot their mechs. It was a good joke threat.
0: Uh huh. <laughs> That's funny.
1: Yeah, they couldn't reach the controls. It was actually an incredibly funny <laughs> bit. Uh, uh, just like that one robot
0: in uh, Project Aiko. Just can't reach the controls.
1: Yep. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. We pick up with control of Selfie's truck and head for the missile base. When we drive up, security waves us in because nobody is competent in this
0: uh-huh. nation. Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> they didn't even ask for, like, a badge, I don't think. They're just yeah. like, oh, looks like a right truck.
0: Yeah. Uh, th- there's a couple of funny things about this. Apparently, I've never run into this because I just go right to the missile base, but You can run out of gas in this truck. And then I think you would have to then go to Delling City to buy fuel to refuel (laughs) the truck to get in because you can't get in on foot. I tried it this time just to see what would happen. And it's it's really funny. Selfie goes, hey, you know, and they're in their street clothes, right? They're in their normal outfits. Goes up to this guard at this missile base and says, hey, can you let us in? And the guard's just like, no, I'm not going to do that. Also you're a little too young for me, so that's not going to work either. What? Uh, and <laughs> she he literally says, like, I don't ah. like children. I'm not into children. And uh, Selfie just shouts up yours and leaves. <laughs> 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 that's a real thing that happens in the game. <laughs> that's, that's a thing. I, I had sure. no idea this was a thing until this, uh, this time through.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> so um, the the team takes Galbadia uniforms from the items on the truck and uses it to sneak into the base. The first encounter with another soldier gives you the option to either play it cool or go screw it. We're going to treat this as a combat dungeon and fight. Clearly, you want to be inconspicuous if you want to keep a higher seed ranking. I had a question about this. Are we going to be dealing with the seed ranking all game or is this one of those many things in a JRPG where it falls off by the end and you stop interacting with it
0: Um other than the fact that your seed rank changes based on your battles there are fewer times later on where you're doing things that will directly affect your okay. ranking like you know like I mentioned back in disc 1 if you um if you show your gunblade to the couple random students on the second floor, you get demoted a rank. Like you can do that again in a different scenario where uh, a little boy, uh, I think it's next episode. A little boy will ask you to do some magic for him and like cast blizzard or something. And you hmm. can do it and you get demoted a rank because it's the same, th- the same teacher demotes you a rank, which is very funny. Okay. okay. But, but yeah, this is, I think the last big, story like trigger where it'll do that. Yeah, way. I was thinking story based. So yeah. yeah.
1: I guess it doesn't matter if we're about to risk blowing up the garden, but you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The the funny thing is like you could also one of the options, the one I always do is like just try to play it cool and walk by. Like you know, hold I think it's um square so that you walk mm-hmm. instead of run. And if you do that, the guard stops you and you think your cover's blown and the guy's like, oh, three of you guys walking in a straight line, you know, together, you know, all nice and orderly. You must have been raised very well. (laughs) 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 And you just keep going. Nice.
1: Uh, There's a few different soldiers you need to talk to in order to get access to a data panel to flub the missile launch. They are asking a few lazy maintenance guys if they've done their checks, who will then tell you to shove off and go do it yourself, you busybody. And as a result of this, you get to screw with the power in the base. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then there's a group of soldiers who are pushing a missile pod into place where you can assist with the shoving. <laughs> like, you have to,
0: unfortunately, uh, which is which would have been awkward if, uh, you know, those missiles still hit. <laughs> <laughs> spoilers, <laughs> they don't. But... Yeah, cuz like you turned off the power so everyone has to like shove it in place cuz there's just the emergency power isn't enough to move the missile pods around. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of smashing square in this little segment of the game. Like you have to mash it to break the panel, you have to mash it to get the missile pod in place. If you're not already, you know, mashing it all the time, you know, doing boosted summons or something like that.
1: Yeah. Oh. I would have been so much saltier about that, except I've been playing some of the worst JRPGs imaginable. So hitting square a few times is no longer yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: there are worse things. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I I remember being kind of frustrated with the uh, this whole like infiltration segment when I was uh, a teenager because I was like mostly in it for the like battle mechanics, you know, and I was like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can just fight, right? Like, like it was mentioned. Um, but like playing it through again, I actually think the infiltration
0: stuff is quite fun and silly and and good. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed yeah. it quite a bit. You, you get more character moments, at least, mm-hmm. out of selfie, yeah. um, mm-hmm. particularly. Yeah, so uh, once you get
2: access to the panel, there are a few menu options to flip through. Uh, You can look up information about the equipment in the base. You can run a simulation on the flight of the missile path, uh, and you can upload new flight instructions. Uh, A correct path forward is to increase the error ratio for the targeting to maximum, which is greater than 70%, and upload the data into the missiles.
0: Yeah, I've not tried to see if you fail to do this. I think you game over, but I'm trying to remember how you game over, like whether or not it's like a unique um, ending thing, or if it's just like, well, game over, Baumgart is gone. It it explodes. (laughs) Yeah. What I do know is that there is an Easter egg in this panel, and Mm -hmm. I'm trying to remember exactly what you have to press. It's like four buttons or something, and when you're looking at the equipment, what'll pop up is uh, a G-Commander and a G-Soldier doing funky dances. And, <laughs> and like, the characters comment on it. It's, it's real silly, uh, and you wouldn't find it by accident, but it's a fun little Easter egg.
1: So, it turns out if you don't tweak the missiles, uh, you do get a non-standard game over where you watch the garden
0: get blown off the map. Nice. Well, not nice, but cool that they did that. Yep. So... Once the uh, the error
2: ratio is correctly messed with uh, so that Baumgarten hopefully will not explode, the team decides uh, to find a way to destroy the base entirely, just blow the whole thing away. And uh, they enter a command center and meet their first G commander uh, so far, who instantly recognizes their bad salutes and starts a mini-boss battle. But uh, it's just some normal soldiers so you easily kick their ass
0: it's like no different than the bigs and wet fight there's just one other dude right yeah (laughs) yeah so after you're done you're prompted to look around the room you're in to find the self-destruct mechanism uh you have to like you can check a bunch of stuff and it's kind of annoying to get the plot trigger to do the next one i think you have to talk to one of your characters on the left side of the screen and that kind of prompts them but eventually they go into the following room, uh you know, in the back, and they finally the blow everything up button in there. uh, so you have the option to set the timing for the explosion from ten minutes to forty minutes, which is absolutely hilarious if you needed forty minutes to get out of here, uh because <laughs> there is a door in that screen that takes you right to the entrance.
1: <laughs> also, uh, I want to point out. There is another non-standard game over if you stay in here and die. Ooh, that's funny. Yep, I'm... you actually get to watch this place get blown off the map and then it becomes a game over screen. Ah, uh, that's fun. And B, I would just like to point out that I have to give it to the American military. We do not have big red blow everything up buttons anywhere but the Pentagon. Good to know. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, we never got footage of that plane hitting
0: things. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, yeah, for a long time, I didn't realize there was that immediate, like, Bethesda door out to the entrance of the dungeon thing. So I used to, like, run all the way back through the normal way. Yeah. But apparently, yeah, there's a door right there. Because when you first enter the base, there's the two doors. There's one that's locked. And the one on the right, you use the key card to get in. The one on the left, that is the exit from the other side. So that's a nice little touch. And it also makes it seem like, oh, yeah, this is how you can get out of here in 10 minutes, even if you have encounters on. So after you leave, the G commander wakes up and hits a button on the console and slumps over dead to activate something that wasn't activated before. One of the things I've noticed in this game a lot is the repeated gags or repeated little bits. Like this is <laughs> the same thing that happened with uh, like that most boss, the, the black widow boss in the mission. It's just you, you beat a guy, you thought he's dead. He then goes, I'm not dead yet. And presses a button. And, and then you fight another mechanical thing. Uh, You know, like people chasing trains. Like, it's just a thing that they needed to like, you know, figure out some other way to make this happen.
1: It it feels like you might want to maybe link that to the automated destruct, just have the defenses Uh all go off, too.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. And plus, the whole place is on red alert at this point because you had your cover blown, right? So, like, you think they would have already scrambled the jets, as it were. But anyway, outside, uh, you spend, like, a solid, like, 40 seconds watching a bunch of soldiers run across the screen as they try to escape Uh, like a surprisingly long time. You're just staring at these models, just running to the right. But then when you get control of your party, uh, you try to run through the parking lot. And as they're passing through the parking lot, the missile pods rise up and fire and they get to the gate where they are accosted by a tank.
1: I will also mention, given your mention of if you're running through the base with encounters on, uh, at least according to what I just checked to find the non-standard game over, all the soldier encounters do cease at this point after the timer goes on. Ah, oh, that's nice. Yeah, they're all fleeing. They're not fighting you. Yeah, I would imagine they're trying to get out. To yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which
0: <laughs> makes the 40-minute timer even dumber. <laughs> You know what? And I think this may be a seed rank thing again, where you want the number to be as close to zero as possible to get, like, another promotion. Oh, probably. Yeah. So it's real bizarre. They should have just made it 10 minutes. They should have just made it a flat 10 minutes.
1: Yeah, I'm unsure why that changed, especially given that the boss that we're running into right now, the BGH-251F2 Ironclad, is a tank that is going to run away from you if you do a certain number of damage. Mm-hmm. It is a literal tank with an attack called Beam Cannon that can sting a bit. It's weak to multiple elements, thunder, earth, and water, and has six turrets on it that will begin detonating as you do damage to it. Once you've got it below 20% health, the tank will withdraw as exploding, and the three soldiers piloting it will run out to harry you a little more. If you don't manage to wipe its HP before it withdraws, you miss out on 20 AP. If you draw stop from it, don't cast it because mm-hmm. it's a rare spell and this is immune to it. You can't stop a mechanical tank. Mm-hmm. For some reason, though, you can blind it, which makes even less sense since I can imagine sticking something in the gears of a tank uh-huh. much easier than I can imagine covering up the
0: viewpoint successfully. Yeah. Well, it... <laughs> Sybil, did you watch today's G-Witch? <laughs> I haven't yet, no. Okay. Well, just... Remember this conversation when that comes up. All right. That's pretty good. The thing is, you can blind the tank, but the only thing it affects is its regular gun attack. The beam cannon is unaffected because it's not considered a physical attack. So the blind doesn't do anything to it. is <laughs> the one attack you wanted it to be, you know, nerfed a little if you, you know, were under any pressure at all.
1: And, fun fact, the tank has actually been in the background of one screen in the base. It was hidden under a tarp, much like a Metal Gear. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> Metal Gear. hmm Yeah, so
2: Selfie and team are trapped inside the base, they discover, after completing all, all of this boss battle nonsense. And, like, gentle, sort of, like, sad music arises as each member as their final thought selfie being a wish that everyone in Balm Garden is safe and then the base it explodes because i knew this was coming this was the reason that i put renoa on this team cuz i wanted to see what her thought would be
0: mhm uh, what did she say
2: so it's been a little while since i played through this segment uh huh I didn't do it fresh for this recording, but I want to say that it was a a, a thought about squall.
0: Yeah, I think you're right on that. Of
1: course. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. Yeah, I think like she'll be fi- He'll be fine without her or something. Um. Uh, yeah. That effect. It's 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 sad. Although you know, we know better than they do what's going to happen. His
1: his life probably gets a lot easier if she dies in an explosion because then
0: he's free from this dumbass contract. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. And, like, this explosion is, like, really violent and really fast, too. So, like, you really think, like, oh, man, they're fucking done. Like, that whole place blew up real good.
1: Yeah, looking at it, it looks like the non-standard game over is just this scene, but it goes to a
0: game over. Yep, that makes sense. So... Wrapping it up, does anyone have any closing thoughts on this early disc two section of Final Fantasy VIII?
1: I just don't know. I just don't know about this tone. <laughs> we start escalating a lot towards the end of disc one, mm-hmm. and we're kind of doing international politics here, but we're also doing whatever Cipher's deal is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: I remember, like, being very confused as to what they were going for in the prison, but also uh, thinking the missile-based stuff was actually kind of cool. Like, mm-hmm. like I, 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 enjoy, I enjoy any moment where the Ball and Garden people who are, like, ostensibly kind of, like, international men and women of mystery actually get to do international men and women of mystery stuff,
0: mm-hmm. and
2: not just standard JRPG stuff. So uh, I thought it was kind of neat.
0: Hmm. Enjoyed. Uh, yeah, I do like the infiltration segment. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because you would expect, especially given like the mini game level of stuff that we've seen in Final Fantasy before. Like Final Fantasy 7 was full of this. Mm-hmm. Earlier in this game, we had the train mission, which was also a bit of a sort of a mini game mission. Like this isn't really a mini game. This really is kind of a choose your own adventure kind of vibe. Instead, where you're just trying to decide how best to get through a scenario without blowing your cover. And it's it's interesting. I've not tried to fail a lot of like the options just to see what happens. I'm curious. I'm sure most of them are just you blow your cover and now you're, you know, there's alarms everywhere and you're fighting things. But it definitely is a different, different pace. Sybil, this is like when you've heard that Final Fantasy Eight story starts to fall off after disc one, this is what you're feeling a little bit. Like, the tone is a little all over the place, and I think the prison sections just sucks so hard. Like, the two parts of this game that I I remember liking the least are the prison and the sewers. And admittedly, the sewers are shorter than I remember them being. Mm-hmm. I mean, some parts of the game are shorter than I remember. Like, I remember the missile base taking a little bit longer than I thought. But, like, if you know where to go and who to talk to and you're not just kind of bumbling around different screens, uh, you can get through and it. And you don't select 40 minutes. And you don't select 40 yeah. minutes and wait for it. <laughs> um, Then you can be in and out very fast. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, th- I think the Windhill stuff, I like that it gives us a little breather and a little moment to sort of wait to see what happens with Squall. I think Rain is done pretty dirty when it comes to how much screen time she gets because they're clearly setting her up to be plot important. <clears throat> and you know, we don't really get a lot from her. You know, we we kind of understand her personality a little bit, but we don't really know like why is she there with this child? What's the deal with that? Now there is a backstory to that, which is hinted at when it comes to, like, the soldier who mentioned capturing little girls. Yeah. Like, what happened there? Because I don't think you've... Do you find out? Oh, you do find out later. Way later. But anyway, like... Way later. (laughs) Way, way I'm trying to think of, like, wait, how did you find out? Yeah. You know, Rain is just kind of shows up in this story and is clearly, you know, Laguna's new love interest, and we'll see Mm -hmm. what happens from there. But also, like, there just isn't a lot of There's a lot of nice visuals, but there isn't a good sense of where does Windhill fit into the grander scheme of the world and why are they there? Why is the Galbadian army there? I think this is like the weakest section of the game for me and whether or not it picks how much it picks up from there is probably a matter of personal opinion. But I'm, I'm glad to be through this section. The next bit is also very interesting because it does feel like they're throwing a lot at the wall in terms of scenarios trying to move the plot forward. Because obviously it makes sense that like they try to assassinate the sorceress. They fail. They go to jail. Makes perfect sense. Then they're like, Mm -hmm. Oh, they're going to attack Garden. Cool. We got to stop the missiles. All right. I get that. That makes sense. The thing that happens next doesn't make any sense. I'm not going to spoil (laughs) it. What it is. Okay. (laughs) Alex, you know, okay. (laughs) But but, like, this is where things get weird. We'll start to get weird.
1: Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So, I do want to say, the actual consequences of the end of Disc 1, the getting arrested, the making an international strike in retaliation, that stuff all flows. I don't think that has a problem. I actually think the stealth segment is one of the better ones, because Mm -hmm. it doesn't have gotchas. It actually has a lot of, if you think about how you would infiltrate, yep. after the first step where no one checks you, it's pretty sane. Don't run. You do have to interact with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What gives you away at the end is something that you would obviously not be able to figure out, Yeah. but it's not something you can fix. Okay, cool. lot of good there. You actually have to blend in and do subtle sabotage. It's the fact that throughout this, we have weird Moombas, and there's just this slave race in the prison. And it turns out the prison was also Janky Figaro Castle. Mm-hmm. And none of you are able to decide what to do about... When we start splitting the crew, I'm very curious seeing what sending Renoir one way or the other does for this. mm mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, God, I mm-hmm. can't wait for you to find out what's the deal with the Moombas, Sybil. This is going to be so good. <laughs> <laughs> you, okay. you are not ready for it. You are not. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're. I think we're going to cover that in uh, two episodes from now uh, when we do side quests. Okay. Ah. Uh, all right. So. Do y'all have anything to share with the listeners uh, for plugs?
2: Uh, I, I do not, actually. Uh, I don't even have a Twitter for y'all to follow me on. I, I got off Twitter, so I, I don't have a show right mm-hmm. now. I don't have anything. I'm, I'm just here for the walls, I guess.
0: <laughs> you're, you're doing it right, to be honest. <laughs> it's not worth it. It's not worth it. I say that as a podcaster on his own podcast. It's not no. I'm just <laughs> Please give us money though. Patreon.com/pitchroppercash.
2: <laughs> uh, very good, very good. Uh
1: huh. Uh-huh. Well, unlike these two cowards, I can be found on Twitter <laughs> at BustRider. You can see me sucking Elon Musk's dick because I need that cryptocurrency. Hola, holla, get dollar baby. And you can find me and my many projects at hellscaper.com. Oops! Look at that. There's three bots in my mentions already because I said something around a mic involving Elon Musk, crypto, and Dala.
0: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. Aside from all that that Sybil is doing, you could also listen to us talk about anime on Boku No Stop, which is our anime watch along para podcast. There's a free version where we are currently talking about Lupin the Third. The woman called Fujiko Mine, and a pretty it's
1: m- the show where I'm the one who's not salty,
0: and everyone else is all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like I feel like I'm more I come off more salty in the episodes than I really am about it. But it's like oh, there's just a lot. To, anyway, it's an interesting show. I didn't show.
1: expect the two straight dudes to be so upset about how many
0: tits were on display. <laughs> Look, the tits themselves. I mean, they're pretty nice tits. I'm not gonna lie. But that's not the point. The point is the context around the. T- anyway, listen to that show if you want to hear us talk about tits <laughs> and, uh, and and other forms of subterfuge and trying to steal things that aren't yours. There's also a premium version of Boku no Stop for patron backers only where we are covering Death Note. We're just getting to the point where the show ends question mark and then begins again. <laughs> so, ah uh, yes. hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh so that's all until next time where we'll be talking uh from the return to Balham Garden up until Fisherman's Horizon. All right. See ya. See ya. Bye.